good afternoon. I'm recording this on April 2nd, uh, the day after Easter. Hopefully you had a good uh, break with your family and are ready to get re-engaged, uh, really to finish the course. We are in the, we're in the last lap, uh, and we need to be uh, driving on for sure. Uh, I'm going to make it a shorter segment this week, not because I feel like you need any less, but uh, just in the past I've usually re- sent out a re-edited a podcast of something that I had recorded previously, but I decided that I wanted to stay in the fight with you and to be here really to just stay engaged and help you to be pressing on. I'm going to cover just a couple segments. Uh, one of those comes out of the NGPAM 6011. We always talk about Appendix Foxtrot uh, in the back of the NGPAM 6011. It has for us kind of a a best practices section for every month. And so since we're starting April, I thought we should be looking at what the best practice, uh, according to our doctrine, says uh, for April. And so this is what it says. It says, as a best business practice, you should contact 100% of your senior enrollment and 100% of your ASVAB qualified seniors by 30 April. Now, that's all. It, that's the only market that's really covered in here because, if you remember, we should be finished with our contacting our junior market and our high school graduate market already. I mean, that's we've been working with those numbers, and, and we should have finished that market last month. So the only thing left for us in, in um, April is to finish our senior enrollment. And so by the end of April, though, we're going to be done with 100% of our junior market, 100% of our senior market, and we will have completely worked that market, turned over every rock, uh, looked behind every tree. We have done everything we possibly can do to impact and to tell the National Guard story to that market. Uh, This paragraph continues. It says, continue contacts and follow-up with juniors, continue involvement with the Chamber of Commerce, arrange now for next school year ASVAB testing dates with the school administrator. Track and field meets begin. Offer to be a timekeeper or a coach, coach's assistant. Baseball season starts. Offer assistance to the coach. Make an appointment with the senior guidance counselor to discuss the monetary value of Army National Guard benefits obtained by each enlisted senior from that school. Request permission to present a scholarship certificate to the Senior Scholarship Awards Assembly and or graduation. Have the marketing NCO prepare scholarship certificates for every senior you have enlisted to be presented at the appropriate ceremony in May. Great, great uh, reminder for us. Uh, We do want to be involved in the scholarship or graduation presentations of scholarships. First of all, other branches of service will be there for sure, and we do not want to be absent from that. But if at all possible, we want to be seen as as the premier service. Uh, you should be in a place in a relationship with your school that if they're having trouble scheduling the other services to be there, that you would even be willing to present the other services certificates. Again, you're you're the military branch representative. That's how you're you're building the relationship and you're you're developing that within your schools. You're becoming the subject matter expert. Uh, they're relying on you for information. Uh, they're clarifying things with you. Uh, even when there's new recruiters from other services, you, you want to be the go-to for anything military. So make sure that you're, again, being proactive. The last thing you want to do is 
be trying to coordinate these things the last minute. Sometimes our professionalism and the way that our schools view us is easily impacted to the positive just by us being proactive and asking things ahead. We, we're anticipating their needs and we're looking out for the school, want to recognize the seniors that are part of the military, and so we're proactively working through that. It'd be wonderful if they didn't even invite the other services, that you were the only person there. I mean, that's the, that's the mindset. That's the way we want to be thinking about, about our schools. So that's April's Appendix Foxtrot. We've also been uh, in the NGPAM 6011, uh, starting with the, uh, at the very beginning, talking about the basic understanding, the basic foundation of how we think about our job, what we should be doing. We're in Section 2. We started last week on time management, and we read the first couple paragraphs, kind of the general, uh, the general statement of time management. So I'm going to cover a Man, I'm having talking. I'm having, tr- <laughs> I'm having trouble talking this afternoon for some uh, too many peeps. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, so I'm going to go through two paragraphs here related to time management. Then we're just going to talk a little bit about time management, how to think about it well, and then some tools, some resources that we can use. I'm really looking for others really to expand our arsenal, people that are doing time, time management well, people that are training time management well. I'd love to hear from you if you've received other resources that you found beneficial so that we can share them with the force. I think this is, again, another area where we're kind of all doing our own thing and there's some good stuff out there, but we just need to be able to to leverage that across the force. I think that would be very helpful. Paragraph 2-7 of the NGPAM 6011 says, Recruiting Objectives. Again, this is in relation to time management. Based on force structure levels, authorized by NGB, each state determines the numerical and quality objectives required by each RNCO and or area of operations. Objectives are mission assignments, and those assigned are used to judge achievement. They're usually stated in terms of certain numbers of enlistments within stated categories, parentheses, non-prior service versus prior service, high school degree, uh, degree, high school juniors, test score categories, one through three Bravo, etc. Or in varying points credited for each individual listed. Assignment of objectives and tracking of achievements is kept by each state's RRC on a production data sheet. Well, isn't that very helpful for us? <laughs> so you're assigned a mission. Uh, some of that comes from National Guard Bureau. They break out that your state breaks out that mission differently. And, but it is it is uh, what we are then used to track our achievement. And that's what it says. Objectives are mission assignments, and those assignments are used to judge achievement. And we can argue against that and fight against that a little bit, but that's the way it is. Our enlistments are what we are tied directly to our achievement. We can be working very hard and, and doing amazing things in our communities, building the reputation of things. But that if, if that is not translating into enlistments, we are not achieving our mission, and we are assigned and tasked, given the responsibility for and the privilege of enlisting people into the Army National Guard, and that is how we measure our achievement. So all of our time management is based on that. It's all based on achievement, based on those things that we are doing to create business, to create enlistments for our state. And so the sooner you can just embrace that, if you're a new recruiter and you're struggling, man, this is harder than I thought this, you know, so many things are out of my, 
uh, ability to control MEPs and the market and my schools. And Well, you know, that's true for every recruiter across the country. The sooner you can just embrace the fact that you are in a an achievement mission-oriented culture now where the where the only measurement of success is going to be accomplishing and completing your mission and just embrace that and says, okay, okay, so that's the reality I'm in. I'm going to accomplish my mission. And there is no other choice. There's no uh, workaround to this. You must accomplish your mission. And if you're way behind mission right now, then we need to reorient our most of our recruiting efforts and say, what can I do differently to achieve my mission? Because that's what this is all about. And, you know, I'm on your side. You know, I, I, this is a struggle for me. I, I, I did not like the fact that my efforts were on this production data sheet that this paragraph talks about. And it was posted at the headquarters in, in our state headquarters. And everybody from the tag on down weekly went up and checked it to see how we're doing. And you know what? They didn't care how many miles I'd driven or how many nights I work late, or, or the, the, the appointments that didn't show up. You know, what they wanted to know is, have I put people into the units that I am assigned to support? And that's how I was being tracked. And so my entire career, as is your entire career, and your future is tied to this. So don't fight against it. Don't, you, don't waste mental and emotional energy fighting against this. Embrace it for what it is. It is the culture, the reality that we live in. And move forward. Press on. Uh, just say, listen, I have to put all of my energy and all my thoughts, all my emotions into enlisting people into the Army National Guard. Kind of a soapbox for me. Uh, partly out of my own weakness and my own growth in that. You know, you, It is what it is. And we just need to embrace it. The sooner you do that, the better. Figured out. Paragraph 2-8 is the goals and related to time management. It says recruiting goals express the recruiting retentions plans for achieving both the state-assigned objectives and the self-generated levels of performance the recruiting retention NCO impress upon himself or herself. These are expressed as long-term or yearly, mid-term, monthly or quarterly, and short-term daily, weekly goals. These goals are then used as the basis for the recruiting retention NCO's work plan. And that's the day by day, hour by hour, a plan that you're going to put in place. And, and uh, so that's a good overview. But again, it's all tied down to our objective. What is my objective? And then I need to break that down. What is it going to, what is going to be required of me? What are the efforts, behaviors that I'm going to need to put out and, and implement in order to achieve my objective. It's easy for us to sit back and to talk about time management and coming up with plans and stuff, but it has to be directly tied to our objective or our mission. And then we are evaluating consistently, and the paragraphs next week really get into this, we're evaluating consistently based on our mission, based on our objective and those things we've been assigned to do. Uh, really, really, we can we can talk about time management in almost this nebulous kind of way where we were just saying, man, I got a good plan and I'm working really hard. And I think I'm, I'm think I'm covering all my bases and I've been to units and I've been to RSP drill and I'm doing all these things and I've got my family's time in there and, and I'm not producing anything. Well, then we need to just, we need to take all that. We need to move it off the desk. We need to come up with a new plan so that we have new behaviors and new activities that are going to create new achievement. 
It sounds so easy sitting here in my office recording this podcast, but I know this is blood, sweat, and tears. This is giving part of your life over to this in a very painful way at times, and it just takes everything out of you. Some people just sucks them dry, and uh, you might be feeling that right now, and I'm just, I'm just coming up alongside you and saying, hey, listen, love the process, realize what you're doing is important. And let's just see if we can recalibrate. You know, don't get don't get down, and don't don't become negative and depressed and discouraged. That can happen this time of year. You know, put all that stuff aside, and let's come up with a new plan, and let's move forward. And uh, just think of the people out there. That that's what always helped me. There are people out there that this is going to change the trajectory of their life forever, generationally. And here I am moping around, and all I need to do is figure out a way to contact them and tell the National Guard story well, and they're going to be a part of the team, and they're going to be successful. It's going to change their family, and I'm going to be successful in the process. Man, that's what we got to focus on. You've got to keep your attitude directed in the right, in the right direction. Well, I wanted to talk for just a minute, kind of in closing here, uh, when we start talking about time management there are different ways that we think about that. Thank you for the information that Georgia Master Trainer has put out on his site uh, recently. Uh, retired Master Sergeant Shepard, great stuff, consistently put out. He put out a couple of National Guard quadrants or pictures or illustrations of quadrants, and I'm going to include those as attachments to this email. And I just wanted us to spend a few minutes just talking about the quadrants, time management, and how we can think through that well. Well, the first one we're going to look at is a sense of urgency quadrant. Now, this sense of urgency quadrant, these four quadrant thought process, really comes out of uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And if you haven't read that book, it's a, it's a must read for senior leaders especially. But if you're struggling with time management, it's an excellent book. Really works through how we understand this, our priorities, what's urgent, what's important, how we think through those things, how we assess those things. How and then he has a whole planning system, uh, the the Franklin Covey uh, planner that has been popular for years, and his planning process is very helpful. So if you're looking for a tool that that might be a uh, in, a tool that would be very helpful to you. Again, we have all of our online tools. We have our phones. We have we, we are inundated with tools to help us manage our time well. But if we are not thinking fundamentally about this well, then, then no tool ever given to us is going to help us. So uh, the, I'm going to include this Army National Guard sense of urgency quadrants that comes from, you know, it's basic 101 time management. In this diagram, there are four quadrants, urgent or things that I'm to do, not urgent, uh, things that I, I, I need to do, but they're not urgent, uh, things that are urgent that require others or, or for others, and then things that are not urgent in relation to others. Excuse me, that is a spinoff of the Stephen Covey uh, model of time management. And probably for copyright issues, they tweaked it a little bit. Uh, and it can be helpful. The first, so if you think of a, if you took a piece of paper and just drew a line through the center vertical and the center horizontal, you end up with four quadrants. The top, the top left quadrant would be those things that are urgent. And really, when we start thinking about urgency, we're 
This is not a good urgent. Typically, this is stuff that must be done right now. These are things that are standing on your desk screaming at you. They are, they must happen now. They are urgent. Now, some of those things are very important and some, and we must do them. And some of them are not so important, but they're trying to get our attention. They can be a little misleading. Okay, so the top one is urgent. Now, in, in the Army National Guard quadrant, it says urgent in, in me, things that I am to do. I need to, to prospect, process. I have personal things. I have to eat and exercise. Those things are urgent. They must happen today, now, and every day. They, they're just critical. The second quadrant uh, to the right of that, at the top right, is not urgent. This is busy work. It can happen later. It's still pretty important that it happens, but it's stuff that I need to do, but it's not ha- it doesn't need to happen right away. Admin and other busy work, car wash, clean desk, deliver paperwork, getting supplies, non-emergency appointments, running errands. Okay, most of that stuff needs to happen, but it's not urgent. It's stuff I need to do. Well, this matrix says that 70% of my time should be spent in quadrant one, the urgent. Those things that must happen today, now, or every day. They're 70% of my time. 10% is for the not urgent on the right. Now we have the two quadrants at the bottom. Uh, these are related to others. Um, must happen today, now, or every day for others. And then more busy work, but for others. So this the quadrants at the bottom have to do with my relationship with others. So the urgent things in relationship to others are emergency favors for others, requiring reports for my chain of command or others, assisting your team with their quadrant one tasks for others, non-mission essential things. Uh, 10% should be spent here and 10% then in the last quadrant on the bottom right, uh, this is the busy work for others, wasteful conversations, unimportant favors and errands, other time wasters. And this is, you know, this just is a block that you, it says 10%, but if you could get that block down to 2%, that would be wonderful. Uh, it's, it is really a time waster. So that's the Army National Guard sense of urgency quadrant picture. I'm going to include that. I would include you to, to work through that and think through it. Uh, there's another RRNCO daily task quadrant. And really kind of just broke our task down into four quadrants. Uh, prospecting lead generation is in the urgent, the top left quadrant, telephone, face-to-face, in all the prospecting that we would do. Uh, then we have a quadrant for processing, which would include all the tasks related to processing. Then we have an admin quadrant and an others task quadrant. And Really, this is just saying of all the things that we're going to be required to do on any given day, we would want to put them into two quadrants. We, again, we would be looking at them and saying we need to make sure that we are putting enough of our time and energy into the prospecting, lead generation quadrant, and a much less amount of time in the admin processing and other task quadrants. Okay, can be helpful. However, the, the, by far the most helpful one is I'm going to attach a copy uh, so that you can look at it, but this is a this is the basic quadrant time management matrix is really what uh, Stephen Covey called it. Uh, but I'm going to go through it with you here, and I want you to look at it because this really, if you can understand this, if you can think about life, it, all of life really, in this quadrant, it's going to be very helpful. Then you're going to be able to use the tools that are given to you to manage your time, but you must 
think through the priority of tasks first. Okay, so this is, again, four quadrants broken the same way. Quadrant one is the top left. Quadrant two is the top right. Then we have quadrant three at the bottom left and quadrant four at the bottom right. Yeah, hopefully you have this in front of you. Now, across the top, we have the word urgent and not urgent. So we have two columns. Uh, one is an urgent column that include the, the blocks on the left and a not urgent column that has the blocks on the right. And then we have rows. Our top row is important. So blocks, the top two blocks are important blocks and the bottom two blocks are not important blocks. Okay, so again, produce this on a sheet of paper or look at the one that I'm talking about that's attached to the email or on the website because you must you must assign the urgent value and the important value to each block in order to, for this to really just sink and start making sense. Okay, so in block one, quadrant one, the top left quadrant, these things are both urgent and important. Urgent and important. Again, these are things that are standing on your desk, screaming at you to get your intent, uh, intention, and you've also thought about them, and you say, these are important things. This must happen today. The, these are things that are time-sensitive. They're looming assignments. They're crisis. They're, they're, th they're emergencies. They're last-minute preparations. I mean, you have a presentation at 1,500 today, and it's it's a 1300 and now you're because of your procrastination your preparation is urgent and important you have created for yourself a crisis now so there's just some things that naturally are in this block but we want to keep this block as clean as possible we want to do everything we po possibly can to keep things from rolling into this urgent and important. Because what this does is it pushes everything else that we could possibly do with our time off to the side. Even if it's important stuff, it gets pushed off to the side. And we have to focus on these things. Oftentimes we focus on these things because we've procrastinated. This is, if you're a procrastinator and you're stressed out all the time, you feel like you can never meet the deadlines, you're just, you feel like you're a failure, you're just inundated with stuff all the time, just... Well, it's because you have somehow allowed more things up into this urgent, important block that need to be there. Again, there's going to be certain things that need to be there, but not everything. Okay, let's roll to the right into block two. So the top right block, that says not urgent, but important. And honestly, this is the most important block. If you could just take a red pin and just circle this block, this is by far the most important because this is stuff that is important. This must be done. These things are, re to have a successful, balanced, profitable, healthy life, these things must be done. But they never are urgent. They're never standing on your desk screaming at you. They're always just sitting there waiting for you. It's, this is a very patient block. It just it just waits. They say, listen, we this is important, but it never screams at you. These are preparing ahead of time. This is, this is preparing for next week's uh, high school presentations this week. This is personal development. This is finishing your online training. This is this is getting uh, your uh, this plan fits in this block. Oftentimes, just planning fits in. It's never urgent, but it's always important. Your PT isn't is not urgent, especially in recruiting. They say, you know, there's things that 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 just kind of move it out of the way. But is it important? Absolutely. This is a uh, 
This is time with your family. This is a communication with your spouse. This is calling your mother. I mean, these things are important, really important, but they never show up as urgent. So if you take your eyes off this block, this block, this, this block just becomes blurry, and you know in the back of your mind, hey, I got all these things I got to do. They're really important. And you know what happens? We don't start doing them until they slide over to the urgent and important box. This is, this is, where, this is where your spouse is moving out of the house, and now, the, now your spouse is in the urgent and important box in your crisis management mode. When if you would have focused on this block over here, you could have, you could have dealt with well your family, your spouse, your, uh, those other things that we have that are going on in our life that are important. We could be managing our careers better. We could be, be in better shape. Okay, But this, that's why this block is so important. Oh, I, I just can't overemphasize. You know, if you want balance in your life, you want peace in your life, uh, you're not going to get it by just stop working and, and doing nothing. But you're going you're gonna to get those things by managing this important and not urgent block. Okay. Let's go back over to the bottom left block uh, or quadrant three. This is urgent but not important. Again, these are things standing on my desk yelling at me for my time, but they're really just not that important. I can I can fit them in at different parts of my day. This would be like uh, telling to myself that I need to build a packet at 1500 when school's out. Or instead of going to the school to talk to that teacher about the presentation, I'm going to I'm going to decide all of a sudden that uh, answering this important email is more critical and so I'm just going to use it to justify my non-action and these things are important. These things are screaming to us, but we have to have the fortitude to, to put them off to the side to say, "Listen, this I I will I will schedule this in later. I, I will do this in a less critical time." I, these things they need to be done at some point probably some of them we can just not not uh, not do uh, we can prioritize over but uh, but they're going to present themselves as urgent this is why facebook has built the little uh notices so you, you when someone comments on something or someone likes something on facebook and you get the little ding and the little number shows up there that that's what has happened it, it, it it shows up and it says, listen, this is urgent. Something's just happened on your Facebook. And you have to assess your mind, but this isn't important. This should not require my time right now. I'm going to put that off. That's why turning those notices off and things are really important, really helpful in time management because then you don't allow those things to present themselves as urgent, which is what Facebook has become really good and other social media really good at. Okay, the last quadrant, quadrant four, the bottom right, is not important and not urgent. These are just stuff we watching uh, watching some old uh, series on Netflix for the fourth time. I mean, this is just ridiculous stuff we do, and a lot of stuff we're doing on our phones. A lot of stuff we're doing on social media. A lot of some of the hobbies we're doing. You know, it's not helping relationships. It's not bettering us and putting in a position where we can succeed in our careers. Or, you know, we're just we're just tinkering with stuff and we're we're wasting time. These are all time wasters over there. It would be wonderful if you could clean this box out and and really shrink that down so that it's much smaller. Well, I'm going to include the pictures here so you can look through that. Uh, think well about these things as you consider your own time management plan, and and I think it will be very helpful. You're going to be able to 
to, to feel like you have control over some of these things by using this quadrant. You know, if you don't, you, if you don't actually sit down and write things in the boxes, that's fine. But at least you need to think about things uh, in these quadrants so that you can uh, begin to prioritize and make sure the things are important are getting done and you can assess what's really important. And those things that aren't important, you can schedule to another time, you can delegate, or you can just not do them at all. Well, that's it for this week. Have a great April. Look forward to hearing and seeing all the stuff on Facebook. Hey, if you're not a part of the, uh, the Guard Recruiting Forum on Facebook, let me know. You need to be connected. There's about 3,000 recruiters on there right now. Good conversations, a lot of very rapid information put out there. And I think it would be beneficial for you to be a part of that as well. Well, I always close with a quote from King Solomon. It says, if the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength. But wisdom helps one to succeed. This is Retired Mass Sergeant Siggins out.